Hey everybody, Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage and Rocket Companies. Last year we saw historically low mortgage interest rates. In fact, over 1 million homeowners took advantage of refinancing or buying a new home with Rocket Mortgage. What you may not know is that interest rates are already starting to increase again. And it's likely that trend is only going to continue. Our team of experts is standing by to help you save before rates go up. With an official mortgage review from Rocket Mortgage, you'll see just how much money you could save by making a move right now. Don't look back over these next few weeks and wish that you had taken action. You could save hundreds on your mortgage payments or pay off your home loan earlier than planned. You could even take cash out of your home to pay off high-interest debt, complete home repairs, or bulk up on an emergency fund. When you want to secure a low rate, Rocket can. Call 833-8-ROCKET or visit rocketmortgage.com. Rocket. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states and MLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. We're in a battle for America's soul. Liberty is at risk. It's time to speak up. Welcome to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot. Brooke says, for years, Brooke's been behind the scenes helping conservative leaders articulate a vision for a better America. Now, she's front and center and the mic is hot. Here is your host, Brooke Says. Hello, hello. Welcome to Brooke Talks America, where we discuss politics and culture from an unapologetically conservative perspective each and every time. I'm your host, Brooke Says, conservative patriot, proud, deplorable, still MAGA as always, and columnist, which you can read on my website, brooktalksamerica.com or btaradio.com. Brooke with an E, of course. And make sure you connect on Facebook, Twitter. I'm also on Gab. Don't do a lot of that stuff on there. But um, if you have any questions or comments about the show, send me an email. Do check out the website. All my articles are on there as well as all the podcasts. We have a new special, which is Friday Finance, which is really good. Um, and if you'd like to partner with the show and be a sponsor, get your business in front of like-minded folks that share your values and increase your ROI in the places that you want, uh, you can do that. Let me know. And if you'd like to donate, there is a button on the site. You can list, listen to archive podcasts of the show on my website, brooktalksamerica.com. And also I'm on Captain's America Third Watch every first and third Tuesday morning at 5.30 a.m., both on this station, Salem Media Group on AM860, The Answer. And the podcast is available on iHeartRadio, Apple, Amazon, Spotify, and Podomatic. So make sure you download those. Also, I have an app which you can find on the Play Store. The good thing is, is that I've labeled all of the shows with the guest. So you can definitely get that on Podomatic, I believe, on Spotify as well. Um, you know, since the death of George Floyd, this is my article this week, uh, which is BLM, the big business of race hustling. And it is big business. Since the death of George Floyd, the group Black Lives Matter has received hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars in quote unquote donations, which are basically indulgences uh, to keep them from rampages, rampaging into wokey woke corporations. Most of them have come from there. The group, which obviously uses the word black to promote its agenda on the backs of selected dead black people. They don't care about all black people, just some, if it'll help further their narrative. They are nothing more than a Democrat race agitation and fundraising fraud. Yes, I said it. I always do. Thankfully, with co-founder Patrice Culler's latest scandalous purchase of a $1.4 million home, apparently one among 
Kong Four. She's competing with Barack Hussein. Their grift is being exposed and showing people who've supported them how they've been used. Hopefully, they'll be punished appropriately by those who've supported them, which is doubtful, I know. But if exposure is the only thing we can get, I'm going to take it, I have to say. So Colonel Jim was out of town today because he spoke at the Save America Patriot Rally in Bradenton, introducing General Flynn. So we recorded his part earlier, and I'm doing my part from home, which is why there may be sound issues. I hope you understand. Uh, I also decided not to have a guest today because there, you know, we often run out of time and don't get to cover some of the hot topics of the day and there's so much going on that I wanted to make sure that we could cover it all and under the circumstances thought we should just do it that way. So let's get to the jelly. So obviously the Derek Chauvin trial commenced this week and he was found guilty of all charges. Um, but I want you to listen to this clip by Maxine Waters and then I have a couple comments on it. Civil unrest now potentially affecting the case. Representative Maxine Waters making these comments about the trial. I hope uh, that we're going to get a verdict that say guilty, guilty, guilty. And if we don't, we, got, we cannot go away. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they they know that we need business. The judge denied a request for a mistrial over her comments, but says the defense may have grounds for appealing a guilty verdict later on. Now, they will appeal the case, of course, but how does she get away with saying this? Okay, this is the same person who said, get in their face, right, cause a, ca cause a chaos for Trump supporters and members of the cabinet, which is inciting violence. Okay, so they talked about an insurrection. I think that the Antifa and BLM Democrat stormtroopers have been causing an insurrection for about a year. But remember, you know, Maxine Waters is the same person who defended the thugs who tried to murder Reginald Denny. OK, this is who she is. You know, you don't think that having a pig's head on the one time home of a former California police officer who was a defense witness for Derek Chauvin and Mad Maxine signaling to her stormtroopers just might have had something to do with the verdict of murder. It was not murder. It was absolutely horrible. And I wish to God that Chauvin and the other cops had at least signaled that they were going to do something to help the guy. Right. I mean, but it wasn't like they just set out to murder him. And by the way, the only person who's the only GOP member who stood up to say that Mad Maxine should be condemned and put a bill forward to censure her, remove her was Marjorie Taylor Greene. And the only reason that McCarthy did anything and said anything was because of her. Of course, the vote failed because the GOP are spineless. Typical, right? But we have to have people in Congress who actually fight for us that we vote for. So that would be really nice. Now, this is absolutely macabre. I want you to listen to Pelosi, what she said after the verdict. So again, thank you, George Floyd for sacrificing your life for justice, for being there to call out to your mom. How, how heartbreaking was that? She thanks George Floyd for sacrificing his life. She, and she's like, oh, pass the salt. Yeah, it was so sad. This is like next level evil. You know, I wrote an article during this time called Black Votes, What Really Matters to Democrats. And I talked about how they're ridiculous, wearing the kinte cloth and annealing. This is all that matters to them. This is what this was all about. Who says thank you like that for sacrificing your life? She was a clown also. You know, they're outside, right? Just like Joe Obama and Kamala. They've all been vaccinated. Why are they wearing the masks? 
It's a joke. Anyways, you know, they're all outside wearing the mask. This is all so sad. You know, we have to mock them because it's just, they're ridiculous, but it's all so sad, so sad for the country. You know, um, I want to get into another clip. This was, this is kind of a long clip. This is Candace Owens talking about this with our favorite Tucker Carlson. So the guy dies on the sidewalk and here this lady comes out and politicizes it so completely that he becomes sort of Democratic Party saint. Thank you for your sacrifice. This is grotesque. It's a cult, obviously. But what does it mean for the rest of us who have to live here under the leadership of people like that? Candace Owens is the host of Candace. We're happy to have her on tonight to assess what we're watching now. Candace Owens, you'd think in a country like ours, very top, I mean, this is the most first world country that's ever been. You'd think the most civilized and the most just. Here you have to consider a murder case through the lens of politics. When you get to that point, haven't you already given up civilization? Well, that's correct. And what we're really seeing is mob justice. And, and that's really what happened with this entire trial. This was not a trial about George Floyd or Derek Chauvin. This was a trial about whether right. the media uh, was powerful enough to create a simulation and decide upon a narrative absent any facts, whether it was powerful enough to repeat showing and talking about a nine minute clip that came from somebody's cell phone without adding any context, without showing the full, you know, the full police video, which they could have released. They refused to release the full body cam, which would have added more clarity um, to the fact that the media was lying. You know, the media came out. Let's not forget this, Tucker. The media came out and told us that this was a man who was just getting his life together. He was a good, you know, good member of society. And he got mixed up because a racist white police officer had it out for him and, and killed him. All of that fell apart. All of the facts came out and all of that fell apart. We now know, of course, that he had enough fentanyl in him. It was three times the lethal dosage, three times lethal dosage in him when he died. But nobody cares because the media was successful and putting out a narrative and they kept hitting that narrative. And the reason why the Democrats are happy is because they realize, of course, the media supports them. And now means the Democrats can get whatever they want because they can create a narrative and then they can treat people like pawns and get them to basically say, if we don't get what we want, we will riot, we will loot, we will send these people out like soldiers to destroy your neighborhoods. And that is exactly what has happened. That has been the determination of this trial. The media and the Democrats now have enough power to bully, to bully and to lie to and to create propaganda and to successfully win. And that is what happened. And they are celebrating that win today. This was not a fair trial. Only one side. No person can say this was a fair trial. You just got to take three steps back and acknowledge that only one side behaves this way. I mean, yeah. a, a jury in 1995 concluded that O.J. Simpson, despite DNA evidence, hadn't murdered two people and there were no riots. But more to the point, there are a lot of people sitting behind Trump voters sitting behind bars right now have been for months charged effectively with trespassing. We're not speculating. We've seen the charges. No Republican in the Congress stands up for them. Nobody mentions that nobody, you know, is for prison reform when it's their political enemies. That's not equal justice, but nobody says it. Why is that? Because we have two pandemics going on right now. There's a pandemic of ignorance in this country, and that is only allowed to fly because we also have a pandemic of cowardice in this country. Okay, so we have people that are, are purposefully putting out a bunch of ignorant, ignorant claims. And then we have people that are too cowardly to stand up and say, you know what, this is wrong. There has been so much that has been going on in this country that is wrong. You talk about it. I talk about it. But we do not have people that are sitting in Congress that are willing to take this fight where it needs to be taken. By the way, you bring up Maxine Waters inciting violence. I'm so old, Tucker. 
remember that I remember when a man said march peacefully and patriotically to the Capitol. And that was considered an insight to violence, right? That was like, oh, my God, stop the press. Get this person disappeared from social media because he is calling for violence. Look at what Maxine Waters says. No one, no one in the media is condemning these and condemning these remarks. That same media that condemned, condemned Trump and his supporters for weeks on end is now defending Maxine Waters. And we both know this is not the first time that Maxine Waters has incited violence. Don't forget, rush down. If you see a Trump supporter, you got to rush them down in the restaurants. They're allowed to do this. They play by a different set of rules, but it's because we allow them to play with that different set of rules. They get away with virtually everything because we don't have strong people on our side that are willing to stand up. You know, and, and, and that it's a sad conclusion. It really is so frustrating. And the idea of martyring George Floyd, the way Nancy Pelosi spoke about him, it completely forgives all of the trauma that he brought against his victims while he was alive. You know, a man that served seven plus stints in prison while he was alive, armed robbery being two of the reasons why. And now we're going to martyr him and say that your name will forever be synonymous with justice. Imagine, Tucker, if you are one of his victims that is alive, one of his victims that he armed robbed, and you have to hear that this man's name will always be synonymous with justice. How would that feel to you? I feel like we are living in fiction right now in America. We are losing this country and we are living in fiction because people are not strong enough to call out this stuff. And I feel like I'm one of the only ones who has the courage to say, I will not be mobbed into a different reality. This is where they try and pull you off the internet because you're not afraid. I just got to ask you, it's so it's frustrating, of course, to watch what you and I have been talking about, where one side ferociously defends its power, the other side abandons its voters to jail. I wonder, though, is there a point where just ordinary people can say, you know, I, I'm not in control of politics, but you're not allowed to block my street with a protest or intimidate me uh, on my front lawn or break into my store and steal stuff. Like, I'm going to defend my family. I'm going to defend my business. You don't have a right to do that. There's no justification for riots anymore. And I'm just not going to put up with it. No. Will we get to that why, point, do you think? No, we're not going to. That's why they're already moving the ball. They're already moving it. They're moving the goalpost already because they're saying right now that that's not enough. That wasn't justice, by the way, because what they're saying is what they want is a perpetual revolution. It's why they want people to be ignorant. It's why they want people in the education system to learn nothing but race and how to be angry. They want people acting like toddlers because when people are ignorant, they act like toddlers. They whine, they complain, they cry because they are absent facts. They are absent knowledge. So we are actually seeing a system oppression that is taking place that is rotten it is throughout our the propaganda that's taking place in the mainstream media and it is working with the education institutions teaching critical race theory and all of this nonsense to make sure that we are mass producing failures that are angry and that are violent and that are willing to write and loot on behalf of the democrats because that's all they want right now are pawns in their nefarious scheme to take over this country you know this really synthesizes what it's all about and for Democrats, it's all about votes, as I mentioned in my article. All of this, as I've been saying all along, was about the election of 2020 and to use this to help Democrats for that. Somehow or another, if it has to do with ballot harvesting and everything, or just to, you know, bully America into voting for the guy who said, you ain't black if you don't vote for me by manipulating the information on the death of a criminal. Uh, you know, they knew that they were losing black voters. What a great opportunity to get them back. Trump was gaining in that uh, arena. You know, the irony is that everybody in America was unified on this. Every single person, right, left, center, in between, you know, on uh, watching the video, whatever it was, you know. Uh, and it's just amazing to me that they get away with it. But as always, you know, there's more to the story, as Candace said, you know, just like NBC editing of the Zimmerman 9-11 call, they just 
did it again in the Micaiah Bryant call, right? And let's be completely honest here. Okay. In that situation, if she had stabbed and killed that girl, one black girl stabbing another girl and killing her, not a single Democrat would know her name. Okay. Everyone knows that that's true. And that's a fact. The guy who murdered seven-year-old Jacelyn Adams in the drive-thru is still on the loose and not a single Democrat nor BLM could care less. There are no marches for her. There were no marches for David Dorn. Okay. So in my opinion, you know, only black people can stop the assault of BLM on America because they're doing it in the name of black people. I don't know, guys, you know, it's all awful. Our enemies are watching. They don't have to do anything to us because it seems we're destroying ourselves from within, as Lincoln said. You know, I wish I had more hopeful news on that front, but it's very tragic. It's all tragic. And, uh, you know, we have to elect strong conservative Democrats who will fight back. You know, I had Joe Kent on a couple weeks ago. People like that, they understand culture. They're willing to fight. But, uh, you know, we have to reform the GOP because they are not fighting for us. They don't want to touch any of this stuff. They don't know how to communicate it, about it. And they don't know how to fight back against the left. And until that is done, this is just going to keep going on and on. They don't care about black people. They care about some black people, which they can use for their agenda. You're listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, and we will be right back after the break. More Brooke Talks America coming up. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Check out the blog at brooktalksamerica.com. Here's Brooke Says. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. This segment is brought to you by GDSM Productions, creative expressions through breathtaking design. Since its inception in 1993, GDSM Productions clients have included many publicly held corporations as well as small and mid-sized startups. She has 25 years experience, over 25 years. Visit the Facebook page GDSM Productions to get connected and get a quote on your upcoming project. So as I have talked about is we can't just gloss over the election of November 2020 as if, okay, well, just because Biden is installed and that's what I believe it is. I don't care what anybody says. There were too many irregularities not to think that way. And just because he's in there doesn't mean that we can look away and not focus on what actually happened because nobody is going to have faith in any upcoming election if we don't talk about what happened there and make sure that it doesn't happen again. As I have said through the entire time, all of 2020, including the pandemic, including the George Floyd riots, which Candid alluded to in her comments, it was all about the election. Okay. And Ballot harvesting, mail-in ballots, not right, shouldn't happen on a massive scale. The extension of voting schedules is absolutely unbelievable and shouldn't happen either. But I want to uh, play this clip of Rand Paul. You know, he talks about it. He's one of the few that has actually continued to talk about this. Right now, there is a there is a forensic audit happening in Arizona. The Democrats tried to stop it, but they didn't want to put up the million dollars to stop it. So it does look like it's going to go through because of the intrepid folks out there. We have to have confidence in the system. There are a lot of institutions. I mean, I personally 
I have a lot of questions about the FBI, the DOJ, the systems of government in America. We have to have faith because we have a lot of problems in this country and it's kind of a tinderbox. And if they don't have faith in their elections, I don't know what's going to happen with that, you know, but here's Rand Paul. He's talking about it and he has personal experience. He talks about the lack of ID. These are all kind of things that the Democrats want. Why? But, and by the way, why the, while they filter millions of people through the border who don't have ID so that they can become future Democrat voters. Listen to this. Ever since the election, it's been a bone of contention. You know, how fair was the election? How honest was it? I think there's not many people left in America who don't have an opinion on it. But the one thing that I think is uh, untrue is that the courts fully heard this or that the courts have made a decision that there were was nothing awry or nothing amiss. The truth of the matter is the court largely didn't hear the question of election integrity. They chose not to hear these, so they dismissed most of the cases based on standing. And this is uh, not a new tradition. Courts have been hesitant to get involved in elections really since the beginning of time. And the beginning of my political history, at least knowing anything about this, goes all the way back to 1976, when my dad lost an election by 200 votes out of 200,000. We contested the election. We found dead people voted. We found 13 people who voted out of one household and we couldn't find anyone who had ever answered the door of that house. We found vacant lots. We found commercial lots. We found precincts, and this is in 1976, where the entire precinct was 100% for the opponent, zero for us, and the handwriting at first appearance appeared to be the same person signed everybody in and they had 100% turnout. So anomalies like that are not brand new, but no court would hear my father's case. It finally was sort of heard of the Texas Supreme Court, then dismissed, and actually went to the House of Representatives, similar to this case in Iowa, where the, the ophthalmologist up there won by six votes, and there was the threat of someone not being seated. But the bottom line is the courts don't like to hear these things, but it isn't a valid argument to say that because courts don't like to hear election issues, that there weren't any problems. The obvious things I think we can all agree on that shouldn't happen. Dead people shouldn't vote. People shouldn't vote twice. People shouldn't vote from, you know, post office boxes and commercial property. That stuff really everybody ought to be able to agree on. And I think it's important, though, that we try to figure out a way to make that happen. Now, why would you have the law says you cannot change things without the state legislatures and none of that happened. And the Supreme Court doesn't want to hear it. So. Again, we have to have faith in the election. This has to be looked at in every single situation. I believe that Trump won. Think he won Georgia. That was a big situation there. Arizona, McCain country, they hate Trump. I don't know what the situation is in Georgia, but apparently they hate Trump too. So nobody wants to look at it because the GOP writ large wanted Trump out. That's a fact. Anyways, so I played... Um, clips of the propaganda news outlet saying that they were going to be focused on focusing on climate change, right? And they there was a climate change Zoom call. So world leaders were on a Zoom call. Who was the only person on the Zoom call, video chat, wearing a mask? Not only has he been vaccinated, the installed head of the United States was wearing a mask, the only one, Joe Obama. 
Okay, that was absolutely ridiculous, and our enemies are laughing hysterically, which is terribly frightening, as I wrote in my other article. So it's really bad. They had to have, because it's about climate change, they had to have the little scolding Lilliputian Goofy Greta Doomberg skull, everybody. How dare you? Yeah, I know, Greta, but I do dare, honey, because children don't dictate global policy, and you're just a pawn that's being used. You have to wonder, though, how did they let a white girl get to be the face of climate change, right? Um, and when does she get canceled for her white privilege? I know. It's also tiring. That's why you have to make fun of them, like Tucker always does, because you have to laugh to keep from crying. Now, the absolutely insane thing is that Joe Obama says that we can only eat one burger per month. So, gee, is he trying to kill the cattle industry? Oh, and let me see. Who owns millions and millions of acres of property in America, farming land? That would be Bill Gates and the Chinese government. So that's very interesting. And they also own Smithfield. You don't think that there are major conflicts of interest with all this stuff? These people are fascists, communists, and lunatics, and they should be voted out as soon as possible. And you have to remember, these people go through the ranks. They're funded by George Soros and the Democrats and all of these 100,000 other nonprofits, so to speak, um, which is a fraud in and of itself. The whole grant nonprofit thing would be looked at if we had a government that wasn't, you know, that didn't have all these people in the government. Okay. But they go through the school board to the house, to the Senate, local elections matter so much more than the, I mean, it all matters, but they matter because they are the closest to you and they're the ones that dictate policy, but they infiltrate all the way up the chain and spread this poison all through the system. The only reason American children look to goofy Greta and don't laugh is because they've already been indoctrinated through the school system. So we have a lot of work to do. You're listening to Brook Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, and we will be right back after the break. More Brook Talks America coming up. If you believe that the current crop of Corona China virus vaccines are the best way to combat Corona China virus, listen up. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, former chief scientist Mike Yadin of Pfizer recently urged those not injected with the experimental vaccines to fight for their well-being. The world-acclaimed immunologist recently stated many now alive will be adversely affected within three years from receiving the vaccines. Mr. Yadin also noted that supplemental vaccines are in development to cause degradation of specific organs, including the heart, lungs, and brain, and having been intimately acquainted with the research and development goals of pharmaceutical giant Pfizer for 20 years, Professor Yadin states that the final goal of the current crop of so-called vaccinations can only be a mass depopulation event, which the professor claims will make all the world wars combined seem like a Mickey Mouse event. Mike Yadin believes that billions of people will face agonizing premature death. I don't know if Mr. Yadin is accurate in his assessment or not, but if he is telling the truth, you have been warned. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Welcome 
Welcome back to Brook Talks America. Visit on Facebook. Search Brook Talks. And now, your host, Brooke Says. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. This segment is brought to you by Barely Pod Furnishings in Crystal River. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 3. 3,000 square foot store with unique home decor for making your house a home. Largest selection of USA original art, glassware, and pottery. You get 20% off using the code BTA20. Be sure to tell them Brooke sent you. So, I have an hour show, obviously, which is not nearly enough time to cover everything that's going on. Plus, there are a lot of new things that I want to do, uh, one of which is Friday Finance. I'll have a new show that's going to the podcast, Friday Finance with Kevin Kay, um, to discuss politics associated with finance and politics, because obviously they're inextricably linked. This week, we discussed 2.30. We had a rather heated discussion on that. He disagrees with me on 2.30. I think that it's unacceptable that you uh, big tech, that these companies that get exemptions from the government under 2.30 should be able to discriminate against conservatives. The libertarian perspective is that they can do whatever they want because they're quote unquote private companies. You're not private if you, do, if you get an exemption from the government. So that's my position on that. Make sure you check it out. Here is a clip from that. I want to get onto this issue because this was totally fascinating for me. When you said this, it wasn't even obviously I was thinking about it differently, right? Because about the Dr. Seuss thing, you told me this and it just blew my mind. I thought, you know, this whole wokeness thing, I don't know what your feelings are about it. You know, I don't think you think it is as big a threat as I think it is to the culture. But I know. Uh, okay, fine. But the, what Dr. Seuss, everybody was saying, oh, Dr. Seuss is woke. They come out and they want to say they're not going to sell those books anymore. You came and said, oh, no, no, no. They didn't do that because of wokeness. They did it to, to make money. Explain what you meant about that. Well, first of all, the books that they took off um, their publication list, per se, they weren't selling very many of to begin with. I don't know what the numbers were, but there were books most of us had never heard of. I mean, when you so and I were some talking, little snowflake comes out and goes, oh, those books are bad. You can't sell them anymore. Right. Well, that's what happened because yeah, okay, they're combing so that's the what, archives so, for so, any bad so that's thing what that happened. So let's play it through. So that's what happens. That conversation goes viral. Right. It goes globally. I mean, you got millions. Forget it. You got hundreds of millions of people yeah. talking about this daily. You cannot buy that advertising. Yeah, you, you, there, there's not enough money yeah. in the world that would allow you to buy that advertising. Yeah. So if I'm them, I'm going to say, oh, man, I'm going to take these off. I'm going to take these off, which continues the conversation and the enragement and the engagement of the sides, which causes people to go out and buy my existing books. Right. I, I mean, we're, we're not going to know what their numbers are for another six months. You know, because the, the numbers usually run 90 to 180 days afterwards. But I'm willing to bet your Dr. Seuss books just absolutely stomped it. You and I, you know, See. peddled, you know, muddled around out there looking for some books and things like that. I'm still waiting for found, my books, Kevin. Just saying. <laughs> we're, we're finding these books hard to find. We really yeah. are. Um, you know, that's just that's just my opinion. No, but it's crazy that. because that's the that's the thing. I, I come at things kind of like a kind of already at, you know, seven, eight and uh, on a cultural perspective. And you're like, you just bring it right back to the money. And it's like that was something that I just hadn't even thought of. And it's brilliant. It's really a brilliant idea to do it that way. Well, I think I just come at I come at, I come at these topics I guess just from 
Because you always uh, say follow the money. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just come from these topics from personal experience. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, you know, I didn't run a super. Nobody huge was company. talking about that with Dr. Seuss about the books and the, the way you did. Nobody. Well, I understand that. I just, I just really don't think that you know. Hey, look, a company's primary responsibility is to be profitable and make money. And a company's primary responsibility is to their stakeholders, their stockholders, you know, to their communities. But at the at the end of the day, companies don't stay in business if they don't grow and if they don't make money. And that's what this is all about. And everybody wants to throw at times, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't, but at times they throw all these other topics and these issues in. Board meetings, you know, CEOs of their companies and their boards or their executives don't sit around and sit here and go, you know, hey, look, how can we screw the world? Because you can't make well, money that way. Well, I disagree way. with that. Well, they, 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 yeah. they don't. They don't. I'm not saying that there aren't bad actors in, in, you know, pockets here and there. I'm not even in pockets. I'm not saying that, you know, that there aren't people that – people have different lines in their life. You know, you know, where I have the line in my life might be different than when somebody else has the line in their life. But I have just not experienced – I mean, and maybe I'm naive. Call me naive. But I think for the most part, most men and women who are in business, who are running these companies – what they want to do is they want to go ahead and make as much money as possible. And you got to keep in mind, making money is something, the, the way you make big money is it's sustainable. You keep doing it over and over and over again. It's not a one hit wonder. Mm -hmm. You know, you got, you got to be able to do it for decades on end. And you can't do it for decades on end by screwing people or being the well, bad guy. Okay, I mean, so just this, we're, we're going to get into that because the wokeness, you know, Coca-Cola, there is a, Coca-Cola is under fire now because they went preemptively at the Georgia, you know, voting law, which is ridiculous because Delaware's laws are stronger than Georgia's laws. It's just wokeness. It's just outrage. In my opinion, it's because, you know, Puffin okay, stuff so won't be see, able to cheat what, in Georgia. So let's let's look at it in a year, Brooke, and see what happens. Let's see in a year, you know, do they sell more Coke product or do they sell less Coke product? And, and, that, and that 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 will be the gauge as to whether or not you what they did was right. Wokeness is a good business model. Really? Uh, do I think, think wokeness is a good? This crap? I people I hate this. I don't know. I I really don't know. There there's got to be enough of somebody out there that likes it and feels it's appropriate. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it. Again, because they're 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 making their decisions in their community. So Coca Cola is making a decision and taking this public's um position because i'm telling you at the end of the day they think it's important to the brand of their company and what i mean by important to the brand of their company they think it's important to the profitability of the brand of their company because people and, that drink their their stuff want this that would I, be the only deduction right at the end of the day you know that's why i'm saying you know at the end of the day so much of what i think is based upon past history because i can look past at the past and see what happens you know, so an example would be, you know, we've got this issue with Coca-Cola or Delta Airlines or these mm -hmm. hundred companies that got together, pop it up in your pop-up system in a year from now and see how those companies are doing. You know, some of them might be doing well. Some of them might be out of business and not around any longer. I'm, I'm not a big fan for me personally as a business person. Um, I'm, I'm not a big fan of getting together, you know, with a hundred other or 200 or a yeah, thousand other corporations. <laughs> and, you know, I, I I'm just not too sure about that. That, for whatever reason, I can't quite articulate yet. Maybe that doesn't make me comfortable. But as an individual company, if I think something's well, because it's a pretty, you know, <clears throat> Chinese Communist Party, North Korea style tactic that the government 
under this regime is getting in bed with these corporations, which they are. You can't say that they're not. Those are those those are I, I'm not sure I see it that way. I think those are two different things. If, I, if this were a communist country, those companies wouldn't be owned. They wouldn't be privately held. They wouldn't have stock. It's oligarchy. Sure, they would. They're no, oligarchy. They no, they would be. They would be. They would be owned by the government. They would be. Owned, they would okay. flat out. 100 percent of the stock would be owned by the government. China is not that way. More that way than we certainly are. Absolutely. Sure, but we're we're trending in that way. I don't. I mean, I don't know if you see it that way. But the, these are because this. The next thing I want to talk to you about is the ESG, right? The social credit score for the corporations. If you, Kevin K, doesn't, if they don't like what you're saying, and they have your bank records, they have your social media accounts, they can say, you know, you haven't gotten vaccinated because I don't want to get really deep into the vaccination passport stuff. I'll be talking right. about that on the show this weekend, but. We don't like what you did on social media. We're not going to give you a thing. Or we don't like that you didn't get the vaccination. We're not going to do business with you. That is not American. I'm sorry. That is creepy. And it's communist. So that's a little teaser clip. You can go onto the website and check it out. And you're listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, and we'll be right back. More Brooke Talks America coming up. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by Twitter at Talks America. Here's Brooke Says. Hello and welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, and we're here with Colonel Jim, uh, who's the former deputy director for intelligence at U.S. Central Command, served on the White House National Security Council, currently serves as the Hillsborough County, Florida GOP chairman, and is the first retired military officer in Florida to endorse big Papa Trump for president. Very glad to hear that. So, Jim, you know, we, we tabled the election integrity from last week uh, because it just we didn't really have time for it. I want to talk about it. You know, the there are a couple of theories or a couple of schools of thought. It's like, oh, well, Trump won Florida. So everything's fine in Florida. And we had DeSantis instead of Gillum, you know, and, and they they didn't have cheating. But there were irregularities. Right. And so we need to be on top of that and not just act like, oh, well, since, you know, Democrats don't run Florida, that we don't have anything to worry about. Well, we really all have a lot to worry about nationwide um, with H.R. 1, the Democrats, big uh, yes. election election bill, which will basically. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it, it basically makes America a one party system yeah. and anybody who tries to run against them would just be overwhelmed um, with election fraud. I'll say it because they will use it like there's no tomorrow and they would be overwhelmed with money because like anything that Democrats do, they like to use taxpayer money to be used for yeah. anything they do. And, and they're this, so this, slick. This bill would earmark, uh, tax dollars to go to Democrat candidates. And mm -hmm. so um, a lot of a lot of states are trying to do things to to counter that in Florida. Um, back in uh, in March, Ron, Governor Ron DeSantis came out and talked about the need to really build and put together a sound a sound election integrity policy in the state. And, uh, you know, that's going to be his uh landmark um, policies for his first term. 
Um, certainly there may be some others. And that th there are two bills in Florida, one going through the Florida House and one going through the Florida Senate that changes things in Florida. And Florida, as everybody knows, did really well in the election and Donald Trump won overwhelmingly. And um, it's not, we want to be clear, it's not just that Donald Trump won overwhelmingly, it's that it was counted the same day. It's that everything was tight and smooth operating, unlike the rest of the Democrats. Absolutely. It, yeah. The results in Florida were in for Donald Trump yeah. by 9 p.m. that night. And, well, the re results themselves. Yes, Whether exactly. Whoever won, the results were in and they didn't wait five days or seven days or something e like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. And, and DeSantis wants to build on that and make it even better and more efficient because I know as the chairman of the county party, there's election fraud in Florida. And we saw 12 counties in Florida yeah. take money from Zuckerberg to the tune of $30 million. Hillsborough County alone took 2.9 million. Yeah. And so the effort was there, but we were we were pretty stringent in what we did. So two bills are are in the process. Um, we're anticipating the Senate bill to be heard this week, and then the two of them will be um, compared together and and made into one bill, which will go. Uh, to Governor DeSantis's desk probably in a few months for a signature. And it's very important. You know, I had Molly Powell on to discuss this a few weeks ago. We talked about that. And they're sending out, you need to go to Defend Florida, 474747, and they'll send you the information on this bill. You sign this bill, and you can send in uh, print. You know, you don't have to go in person. You can send in your, your notes on this. So it's very important that people get involved and um, go to that site, defendflorida.com. So that's, you know, it's very important that we keep watching, even though we had great uh, election, you know, integrity here in the state, relatively speaking, there are caveats throughout the state, obviously heavily Democrat run places like uh, Broward County that happened in 2018. So moving uh, on about that, we'll keep on regular watch on the election integrity on the show. Ron DeSantis signs the anti-riot bill. What is that about? Well, as we all saw over the last year, the numerous riots uh, across the country, uh, particularly in Portland, Oregon and Seattle, Chicago, obviously, uh, Los Angeles, Baltimore, everywhere, everywhere so to speak. Um, Ron DeSantis, again, you know, standing up for the citizens of Florida, and he's concerned about the well-being of, of Floridians and 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 you know, American citizens in Florida, as well as businesses. So basically what his bill says that he signed this week in, with with all the sheriffs from the state that that supported his bill um, surrounding him. And basically the two big points in this bill say, if you riot in Florida, you'll go to jail. Excellent. Simple as that. And it, rightly so. Peaceful protests, we're all about peaceful protests. You want to walk down the street, do a candlelight vigil or chant or sing or whatever. America was built on peaceful protest. You go in and start destroying property and- Or bullying and people. Bullying or people, people, smashing people's cars, dragging them. people out of their cars. Um, you will go to jail or worse. And the other gives- um, citizens in Florida, well, anybody in Florida, if you're in Florida and you 
come upon a riot and like we've seen in Portland and other places where they start smashing your, the car windows and pulling people out uh, of, the, of the vehicle and, and harming them, you feel threatened, you're fearful for your life and your family and friends who are in the vehicle, you can gun your car and if they get run over, sorry, their fault, shouldn't have been doing it, you will not be charged if that is the situation. And obviously, you know, there'll be plenty of... Um, well, he's already being so, sued for that, naturally. This protects you from that. It allows yeah. you to protect yourself. No, DeSantis is being sued. <clears throat> well, you know, like anything naturally. else, anything a Republican who is a conservative puts, you know, puts forward as far as legislation or law is going to be sued. But this protects um, the citizen. Yeah, well, that's good. And hopefully people will learn and they won't be so trifle. Right. Because you can't threaten people that you disagree with. So on to the international front, Biden regime intelligence community is targeting Americans in what way? Well, just like we saw during the Obama administration where he used the intelligence community and, and its intelligence apparatus to spy on Donald Trump and other American citizens, you know, we all watch what happened and what went on during the four years of the Trump administration in dealing with all this. Biden has basically not changed, decided that, well, we're going to use that same apparatus to go spy on <laughs> Americans. And, you know, they will, you know, look for conservatives, look for of Christians, course. look look for um, people who are who they consider opposed to his policies, which is, you know, probably a hundred million Americans. Uh, this is this is not a good thing. They are they are being just deliberate and intentional. They don't care. Uh, I'll say it. They're communists and they're using the mechanism just like Russia used used it during the Soviet regime, just like East Germany used it, just like China uses it now. Um, this and is, for anybody listening, if you say, oh, that's so dramatic. No, they're doing the exact same thing. So. Absolutely. Fight. I mean, and, yeah. and, 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 you know, I'll use the Chinese as an example. They have a, you know, <laughs> their program. They don't care because there's nobody who can do anything to them. Right. If they want to if they want to break down your door and go in your home because you're posting stuff on Facebook or whatever that is against, you know, Z or or the government, they will go in and take you away and never be heard or seen again. Well, this is what the Biden administration is doing. You know, rather than use our intelligence, the way our capabilities to protect the nation against threats, even using our domestic intelligence, which is primarily the FBI, to hunt down and track down radicals, uh, Antifa, BLM. No, they're going to go after law-abiding citizens who are practicing their First Amendment and saying things. We're, we're supposed to be able to criticize the government if we don't like what they're doing, but that's a one-size shoe that fits only for those on the left. And if you are a conservative and a, and a Christian and a constitutionalist in America, you can't do that. Well, and not only that, you can watch several videos in Canada, which is our neighbor to the north. OK, so we talk about the southern border where the 
illegals are streaming in, but we also have a massive problem in Canada where they are actually going into people's homes as co Corona Nazis. So it's not an unheard of thing. They're going, they're practicing it in Canada and it will likely become here, not in red states, hopefully not in red states county, which is red counties, which is why you need to vote conservative, not just Republican, but conservative, because I don't know what the hell is wrong with Mike DeWine in Ohio. But um, so we have the, speaking of the there's a snitch app that China has and the post office, this came out this week, absolutely stunning. The post office has a, a spying program that they're doing on American citizens. What's that called and what's that about? Okay, for the post office, and, and, and I have to make some points on this. Okay, they have uh, established a spy program. It's called ICOP, I-C-O-P. Ironically. You know. <laughs> And it stands for Internet Covert Operations Program. And, Unbelievable. you know, we all hear the criticism of the post office. You know, they're, they, they overrun their budgets. They're, they, they're pr practically bankrupt as a quasi-government agency. They get constantly bailed out. You hear Congress always talking about, well, we got to fund, we got to add more money to the post office budget. They are so mismanaged and incompetent, they can't get the mail out on time. Now, the incompetent Biden regime decides we're going to use the U.S. Postal Service to spy on Americans as if they can't even get their job done as it is now. Now they're going to be in. And here's the thing. You would tend to think, oh, are they going to start, you know, steaming opening my letters or mail to see Maybe. stuff? It has nothing to do with the mail. They're going to use it, yeah. as I said, the ICOP to go after the. They're going to be doing social media it's digital, surveillance. Yeah. Social, you know, wait a minute. Isn't that what Facebook and Twitter and, and Instagram right? and the other big tech IT companies are doing already? You know, Zuckerberg and all them are already doing that. Why do you need the post office to do? I mean, you know. It's obviously something the unions have bargained for. You know, it's more money. You know, so now the now the post office are going to start hiring IT specialists to do all this. Unbelievable. Well, you know, not it's insane. And and here's the real thing. That needs to be challenged in court because now we're getting way out of line with the responsibilities of certain government agencies. This is this is this is abuse of the federal system to have an agency do something totally different from what they're supposed to be funded to do. And I think, you know, the Republicans in Congress need to get off their butts, need to get a spine, and they need to challenge this like there's no tomorrow because this is this is just insane. And to go along with it, um, it it's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, they need to get a spine on a lot of things, namely 100% of things, because they really need a calcium infusion. They don't have spines, and they haven't really been standing up for us. Don't forget to check uh, check us out on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts and download them. Make sure you listen every week, and we always have new information coming. We have a new segment on the website called Friday Finance with Kevin Kay, and that is up now, and you can listen to that. We try to break down some of the financial issues in the market as they relate to politics as well for the lay person. I know I don't understand a lot of that stuff. Anyways, thank you, Jim, as always, and we will see you next week. Make sure you go to the website, brooktalksamerica.com, and see you next time. 
You've been listening to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot. Brooke says, connect by email, info at brooktalksamerica.com. By Twitter, at Talks America. And listen next Saturday night for more Brooke Talks America on AM 860, The Answer.